Howdy, everybody. Welcome to episode 22 of The Main Stand. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Patrick, joined by only Mitchell today. Only me. We'll let Josh use some of his well-earned PTO. He went seven for eight last week with Rick's picks, so uh, he's hammered in Vegas or something. We don't really know. Yeah, we uh, we haven't heard from him. Um, it's uh, it's pretty lonely out here for this Liverpool fan today. I uh, I really could use the backup, but that's not uh, that's not the case. Nah, I'll go easy on you, man. COVID's probably done enough number on your oh, squad. Oh, shut the no. fuck up. Clearly it did. Clearly it did. Today was not a good day. Ah, anywho. So we got a little bit of a review to hop into here to start the game. A little bit of housekeeping. I think really the only big thing was, uh, Josh, you're not here, but shout out you, big dog. Seven for eight. Man made the people's money this weekend. Uh, I don't remember the exact bet that he missed on. It was the Napoli game, right? uh no it was yeah uh, yeah juve juve napoli juve napoli he just missed the under 2.5 on juve napoli other than that man had a great weekend of bets so good for you josh i hope you're hammered in the in the western hemisphere somewhere um anyway so we got a couple of uh cool transfers that happened over the weekend here uh, interesting over- ones yes uh, el ghazi going on loan to everton with lucas Digne going the other way um that's crazy, but not as crazy as Coutinho being confirmed by Villa. Um, that is a really big name signing. Villa look like they mean business this window, huh? They do, and I think I think Steven Gerrard having the ability to pull Coutinho um, to his Villa side and Dine um, just opens the door for for a big summer too. Um, I've seen some people talking about. Um, I think it was I think it was Jamie Redknapp actually mentioned that um, you know if if Gerard has this great relationship with with players that he was able to play with at Liverpool with the likes of Luis Suarez is that somebody that Villa could end up targeting as a retirement move for for Suarez to come back to the Premier League um, it's definitely not out of the cards I think it will come down to money but we uh, we talked about Coutinho last week. Um, and and I think I nailed it on the head. I think Coutinho going to Villa is the right move for him right now in his career. Um, going to play under Gerard, somebody who is his captain um, in in his breakout years, is going to be huge. I think for for Coutinho, he's already been pictured um, on the grounds in in the shirt with the badge, all the noise. Um, so uh, yeah, Coutinho is official, yeah. and then. Uh, on the uh, the money bags um, squad, Newcastle, they make their first major move in Chris Wood. Um, do you think that has anything to do with them losing out the the race on Dine? I know Dine was ru- rumored to be going to Newcastle for a few yeah. weeks. Yeah, I, I think that ultimately probably does come down to that. Uh, I just think Newcastle needs some fucking help, man. Um, they're going to be the richest club in the championship if their season keeps going the way it's going. Yes, they do need help. They do need all of the money moves this uh, this winter. Maybe we should have done a money moves for Newcastle. That seems too easy, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, who, um, what player do you want to pick? Spend the money. To, just to backtrack, though, on Coutinho, uh, I am interested to see if he finds his feet um, again at Aston Villa. 
it was like next to impossible for him to break into a couple of really dog shit Barcelona teams. And the only real game time he got at Bayern Munich was when they were blowing teams out of the water and he would come on in like the 60th or 70th minute and just like garbage time. So um, obviously still a really talented player. I don't, I don't think anybody's going to deny the fact that Coutinho has bags of talent. Uh, I'm just curious to see if he'll be able to bring out, um, you know, the, the name that got so many Liverpool fans to call him the little magician. And, you know, actually, if we see the best of, if we ever will see the best of Philippe Coutinho again, really, um, I'll be watching that pretty closely. I think it's a good move for him, but yeah, I'm, I'm just, just interested to see if he'll actually be able to find his form again. Absolutely. Uh, you want to jump into, th- those are really the only big transfer quick hits since the, the last time we, we recorded. You want to jump into some review of, few games we saw over the weekend yeah yeah uh one of them didn't happen over the weekend it happened like two days ago uh we got uh an el clasico we got real and barcelona uh honestly i think this fixture's kind of lost its luster with barcelona being fucking terrible and real madrid just like really feeling like they're pulling away uh kind of as they they once did uh in the pre-messi era of barcelona um you know it just lately it's really felt lopsided and Real really are just like the better side and and they're showing it every time they meet on the pitch but it was a really good game the other day uh they met in the I believe it was the Super Copa like the Spanish equivalent to the FA Cup I don't exactly remember the the name of the tournament that they were playing in but uh Real go one nil up Barca equalized Real go two one up Barca equalized force extra time and then ultimately Real Madrid end up uh putting it away and like the 107th minute, they scored the mm-hmm. game winner there. Um, but Barca looked all right. They looked one of the better games I've seen them play under Xavi, despite falling 3-2. Um, Usman Dembele played one of the best games I've ever seen out of him in a Barcelona shirt, um, despite not getting a goal or an assist. Um, and Real Madrid just just look imperious, man. They look so, so good. Uh, Vinicius Jr. has like really come into his own for that Madrid side this year. And and honestly, I, I, th- I think Benzema, like has been since like last year really has been like forcing his name into that best striker in the world argument. And uh, he played really well too. So he's always been that kind of like forgotten name in that conversation. I think it, 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 yeah, it's tough. You know, all those years he spent some of like the best years playing some of his best football um, with this guy. Maybe you've heard of him named Ronaldo on the left wing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I know him. Yeah, I've never really heard of him, but apparently he made it pretty tough for Benzema to look like a good player. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I've always rated Big Benz. I, I think I think Benzema is one of those players that the way you feel about him kind of shows where your ball knowledge is actually at. If you if you've always rated Benzema, I, I rate you. Yeah, Benzema Benzema always is the guy to get the job done, and and to be that anchor after losing Ronaldo and uh, kind of having an aged Real Madrid side. You have Luka Modric, you have Casemiro. Yeah, uh, they are fucking they're old. Tony Cruz. Tony Cruz, Casemiro midfield till the fucking wheels fall like, off. Like to have to have that anchor and and Benzema even a, a veteran himself now. Um like they they're still producing and and to have that strength after so many different changes to the side but ultimately not making very many moves to youth in the side, um, having Vinicius come 
come in and, and find his footing after being rated over the last couple of years as a as a high quality player and really showing it this year finally. Um, yeah, he's been really really good for them. It's uh, it's good to see. Yeah. Um, um, back into England, we had some FA Cup drama. Um, Arsenal losing one nil to Nottingham Forest. Hell um, yeah, man! I, I don't I'm know the exact. St- I don't know the exact stat, but Arsenal getting knocked out for the first time in a long time. Yeah, it's been a minute. Lewis Grabin with the lone goal for Nottingham Forest. Uh, great, great result for a club like Forest, man. Um, tough to see Arsenal lose that. Like, I don't know, given the form they've been in, that was interesting. But uh, Forest played a great, great game. They Lewis Grabin, you know, just kind of fucking grabbed that goal to, you know, a pun kind of intended, I'm going to be honest, but... Yeah, it was uh, just a big, big result for Nottingham Forest, and that's uh, you know that's why they call it the magic of the FA Cup. You know, it is a very special tournament. Having having those mo- like the FA Cup is is a cool tournament because you get those crazy matchups, crazy results. The smaller clubs and maybe like a, a league or two down from the Premier League are are always going to get a result. You're always yep. going to have a few of those games, and this was one of them. Uh, but I think this was probably the most shocking result uh, any Arsenal fan could have could have imagined going into a game like this. Um, yeah, I don't think any Arsenal fan would have expected to lose this game, which makes it that much bigger the, for Nottingham Forest. Arsenal uh, are the FA Cup; they're synonymous. Uh, the, like Arsenal's success is found in the FA Cup as of late, and uh, it's it's hard to see a team like that get knocked out this early. But yeah, you know, FA stands for for Arsenal, right? Yes, yes, I have heard that. We can we can confirm that with Justin. Um, I'm I'm sure he's buzzing after today's game. Yeah, but. we can move into the next one. We got some soda cup action uh, happened a couple hours ago. Um, Mitch almost didn't want to come onto the podcast because of this. Pat game. Pat almost did this solo. Um, I I a few kind of quick air your grievances, Mitchell. Quick, Air your quick thoughts. Um, the thoughts that came into my head were uh, light a children's hospital on fire and throw all of my Liverpool shit into it. Um, just break everything in my near vicinity. Nil-nil draw. Uh, Arsenal played with a man down uh, for 70 minutes. We had 12 shots. One on target and held 80% of the possession. This Liverpool side, I don't understand what the hiccup is and has been over the last eight weeks. It's just they're they're lacking something. And at this point, you know, it feels more like Chelsea, even though they're getting their draws and 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 staying in that fight for the top three it feels like liverpool are going to lose out on second place i know this is a soda cup game but it's it's been carrying on into our premier league matchups we're lacking creativity we're slower on the build-up the the passing has been lackluster virgil has looked off uh trent has been off for a few weeks now really since his goal at the beginning of december um, Trent hasn't been there defensively or offensively. Um, Jota 
was probably our our standout player today just with the the pressure he was applying um i thought minamino looked pretty good minamino looked good too he could have he he probably the second second shout or the player uh of the match for liverpool but i i wouldn't even want to give one to this side it's just when when you're playing a squad like arsenal where they lack the depth you've seen it happen they're coming off of a 1-0 loss to nottingham forest we have a, a week off to prepare for this game, even though pe- like our training facility is shut down, um, players aren't aren't playing, and we come out and we put out another flat performance. Uh, it was just sloppy ball cycling, no movement. Hendo, ha- a- another shitty performance from our captain. Um, I-, I just don't... Until you think that he needs to get benched, even though he's club captain, in all honesty. I, I think it should have been done two weeks ago. I, I But we don't have the depth right now. Losing Naby to AFCON, losing Mane, who hasn't really been his prolific self, but is still producing um, this year. And, of course, Mo Salah. It, it, it's a huge hit to our club, and that was evident today. Um, yeah, I'm like really interested to see how you guys look going forward without Salah in the side um we had the return of uh of curtis jones after his eye injury he actually almost lost his eye i don't know if you heard about this no, I um, no idea. he uh he got hit in the face and tore like the back of his eye so that's why he's been out for for the last few weeks like a retina tear yeah that's tough. yeah so um and then we we're still missing tiago Harvey Elliott is getting closer, which I think is is going to be make or break for for our side at this point. Yeah, that'll be a lift for sure. Um, I don't know. It's just it's it's just heartbreaking. It's just heartbreaking to to be at home, have have that much possession, that many chances, and to blow them. Matip skying balls over the over the crossbar. Uh, Minamino, Jota, Firmino can't get uh can't get open let alone produce a thing uh just sloppy in the box it seemed like the closer we got to the 18 yard um we just forgot how to play football and it is what it is it's a draw there's a second leg at arsenal uh we'll talk about it when we get there but i it just it's just not a great day to be a liverpool fan yeah i mean pretty insane to see to look at the lineup Liverpool put out and see that they didn't win that game a man up. Uh, I don't really know what the issue is. Honestly, the only place in that in that starting eleven that just looks dead, and you you, you hit it in the nail on the head is that midfield man Milner, Fabinho, and Henderson. There's not one person that I trust to play a forward pass in that in that midfield nope. three. Um, that's coming from a guy who watched Milner play for his club for a few years too. Uh, yeah, man, it, I just think that the, the midfield is the place that you guys seem to be losing a lot of your games. Uh, I think Van Dyke hasn't really looked like himself since coming back from that injury, and you, you just aren't scoring the goals. And I think that, it, honestly, I think it's only going to get worse with Salah not on the side right now. He's been like the, the saving grace. Um, Trent can maybe find his form back. I, I think Trent is pretty good going forward, and you know, putting some of that creative burden on him and getting him freed up on the right might help out in the long run, but... I just think that there's some some balance issues in that Liverpool eleven sure. among other things right now. Uh, but 
That being said, still third in the league, still score loads of goals. Uh, so just kind of see how just things pan out. Yeah, I mean, just, just you know, it's tough. And and your last few games, I think I agree with you that things have definitely looked rough from a form perspective for Liverpool too over the past few weeks. So I guess we'll uh, we'll see how things turn out with them. I think they'll end up pretty much okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Chelsea will end up actually holding on to that second spot or not. I think once Salah comes back from AFCON, you guys will find your feet again. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. This, this Liverpool team just feels too good to me to keep down in this rut of form it, it does and that, and i think that's where a lot of my frustration comes from it's like we we have the ability we've been there done that it's we've found that success now and we're just having trouble maintaining it and and yeah. I, I hear that it's that's that's talking liverpool <laughs> that's a mini that's a mini fan therapy session from mitchell right there uh, uh we can hop into the preview for this weekend um the, uh, the first game on the docket is probably the biggest game of the weekend, too. It might be even be the biggest fixture in world football. I haven't looked at any of the other leagues, but I don't really think there's anything going on that's as big as this one here. Nah, it's, uh, I, I took a look across the, the top five, and there really isn't much going on. That's uh, one versus two in the Premier League. It's City versus Chelsea. Um, Mitch, before I give my two cents, how do you see this game going? I see City winning easily because the Kepa should be in net for Chelsea, right? Yeah, but he's actually looked like he's been in all right form since Tuchel came in. It feels like he kind of found a little bit of confidence in himself, which is good. That's good to see any player. Um, I don't think it's going to be as cut and draw or cut and paste as a as an easy City win. I thought yeah. Chelsea looked pretty good against uh, Liverpool. They certainly the did. Premier League game. Uh, we know they're wicked, wicked deadly on the the counter attack and took a pretty fortunate City goal by Jesus in the return fixture to, to break them down at Stamford bridge. And I imagine they're going to set up really, really similarly to the way they did in that first game. Um, the only player city is without is Riyad Mahrez because of AFCON. I'm not sure about, there were a few positive COVID cases. I know that Foden is a, is questionable with COVID. Um, and outside of that, I think Stones has COVID as well. Kyle Walker might still be um, questionable. I think he played. He did play uh, the in the midweek game though. So I think it's it'll be interesting to see who actually starts for that City team. If we can start a, if City can start a relatively strong eleven, I see them winning. Um, even if they don't start a relatively strong eleven, I think City are still definitely my favorites going into this one. Uh, I think it'll probably be a close one. Uh, I'm looking like a like a one nil, probably is where I'm gonna put my money. I think Chelsea are a pretty tough team to break down. And if uh, Rudiger plays, if Rudiger plays, like if, if Raheem Sterling is is gonna be the guy this weekend, and Rudiger is man marking him like he did Salah, I think it's gonna be an incredibly difficult game for City. The, yeah, but City has so much problems coming from the midfield. They and I do. think that's where win their game. You've got guys like Gunduan making runs from deep. You've got De Bruyne, who looks like he's really back to his back to his best these past couple of weeks. Bernardo Silva's been really good this season. Uh Rodri is like super, super solid at stopping like where Chelsea is the most deadly, and that's counterattacks. So um I, I'm confident I think City can come away with the three points this weekend. Maybe that's just the homer in me, you know, backing my favorite club, but I think it's gonna be another one nil the city. Uh, regardless of the result. That being said, uh, City are actually without their most potent offensive player in Riyad Mahrez. He's away at AFCON, so be interesting to see what the City front three looks like. Um, 
I think a bit Foden is a big game changer for City too, but I guess we'll have to see uh, come match day. And if he's coming back from COVID, and if it was anything like the COVID that I had, it's going to take some time. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Uh, Next one up on the docket, Mitch, you get to talk about Liverpool again. Uh, I see your only note is we might lose this. I, I think that's crazy. You're at Anfield. I think you'll beat Brentford. We were at Anfield today. If if we don't lose, I think it'll be a, end up being a draw. Honestly, the uh, the Brentford side that I've seen over the last few weeks um, play a very quick counterattack. They put the pressure on when it's needed most, and I think they're going to be able to take advantage of uh, a lacking Liverpool side. Um, if it goes in Liverpool's favor, we put out our, our best 11 that we have available. We could end up squeaking out a 2-1 win. I, I don't see us keeping a clean sheet in this game. And I, after today's performance, I'm strongly, strongly questioning our ability to score a needed goal. Um, That's fair. So it's, it's, I think this is, it, if AFCON wasn't going on, I don't know if this is necessarily a big trap game, but with uh, all things considered, I think this is, this is a trap game for Liverpool right now uh, yeah, in the, in the like position one. we're in. Uh, it feels like one. So I, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I hope we go out and put out a performance like we did at United. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess we will. Uh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm going to be having my eyes on that one. I, I'm, I think Liverpool will end up bouncing back and getting the three points, but you, you could just never really tell, man. This, this Liverpool side this season in particular has felt so up and down. So hot and cold, and when we're cold, we are freezing. Up it next, is... actually, uh, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no, no, but up next is actually in a game that I think is going to be one of the better ones of the weekend. That's Tottenham Arsenal. I think this game's going to have goals in it, man. I do too. Uh, I think it's going to be very back and forth. It's going to be quick and it's going to be physical. Um, after what I saw from Arsenal today, they, they have every ability to uh, play the game how they want. And yeah. Arteta clearly put together uh, a game plan for when Shaka did what Shaka does. Um, Shaka does what Shaka does what Shaka do. Shaka did the thing. He fucking karate kicked Jota right in the chest. Um, and that red card was just another false positive for you guys. It was guys. just another, yeah, a f- empty hope. Uh, but I, I, th- I like what Arteta has been doing with that Arsenal side. Um, as much as it pains me to say it after a day like today. Um, and then Tottenham have weapons as well. Bergwijn's been targeted by a few different clubs. Uh, if he gets minutes this weekend, um, I would expect him to, to put some sort of solid performance out. Harry Kane yeah, has been again. Yeah, Kane Harry Kane's like been looking good. a little more comfortable. And then Youngman's son um, has uh, has just been Youngman's son all year long. So, yep. Very, very good player. Yeah, I'm really excited for the North London Derby, man. I'm I'm hoping for, like, high-scoring draw or a high-scoring win on, on either side. Like 4-3. I, yeah, I feel like this is, like, a 4-3 game. Yeah, as, as a neutral, this game feels like it's got, like, five or six goals in it, so I'm really excited for this one. Um, last on the list, Villa United. 
I think this is only here because people are interested to see what this new Steven Gerrard team looks like. I, I bet Dinier starts, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Coutinho get jump, put right into the starting 11 against a side that, you know, he's probably got some animosity towards. And this United team has looked uh, pretty bad. Um, so I'm, I'm intrigued to see. Um, that being said, I don't think Villa look great defensively. And if this United side wakes up, they might cause them some problems, but Bruno hasn't really looked like himself. United haven't looked amazing at the back. Um, a majority of the like star forwards in this United side have been pretty out of form this year. Guys like Marcus Rashford struggling to even get minutes. Uh, Jaden Sancho finally looking like half a player under Ranić when he's gotten some game time, but he hasn't really impressed me like too, too much. I think he's looked all right. Um, you know, United's most dangerous player since the, the change in manager has been Cavani coming off the bench, honestly. Um, so I, I think this one's good because it's a down United in a villa that feels like they should be on the up and up after the transfer window moves that they've had. So I, I'm just curious to see if, uh, if Villa can really get up for it, given all the circumstances and get like, get a big, big win. I, I do see it. Uh, I do see it going Villa's way. Um, uh, just after the last few weeks, um, not convincing results out of United. They, uh, they haven't looked any sort of improved under Ranić at all. No, I think a lot of the same. It, it literally looks like they didn't change managers. Uh, and I think that speaks volumes. Uh, if we see Dine and, and Coutinho in the starting 11 or in the squad at all this weekend, I just think that bolsters the Villa side. I feel like that's that's exciting. It's new. It's fresh. And, uh, and Gerard is getting players that he wants to see at his club um, finally. Yep. So I, I think that just bolsters that villa side that little bit more um going into the weekend yeah no i, I couldn't agree more with that I, I think i think it's a really good weekend for a for villa to get a result um so that was our preview uh we would love to give you some rick's picks but uh drosh is too drunk in vegas to care he's hammered so instead uh mitchell is going to tell us about the weather over in florence the weather is uh i i would say fully cloudy at this point um <laughs> the boys in purple put up a four nil stinker against Torino on Monday. Um, however, in the uh, Coppa Italia today, they turned it around and pumped Napoli five two. The Serie A this season has been so weird, chaotic, Just man. Very, very chaotic. Um. Do I think uh, the nail in the coffin for for a top six finish for for the Purple Boys is uh, has been hit? No, I don't. Uh, they square up against nineteenth place Genoa this weekend, so uh, I, I I I do see Fiorentina um, winning this game quite easily. Uh, I would say two two one two nil, if Let's not three one. Still no news on Dusan Vlahovic um, and his um, pursuance uh, in in uh, at Arsenal. Uh, there are some more rumors though that he could be heading to Tottenham. Um, so we'll we'll keep an eye on that. But for now, uh, the the sun is trying to poke through those clouds in Fiorentina. Yeah, you gotta hope you gotta hope uh, Calgary beat Roma too. This weekend, yes. you got six and seven going against 18 and 19. So big, big weekend. 
and uh, for for Fiorentina's top six hopes and Mitchell's um, Nintendo Fiorentina kit. So we'll see. Stay tuned for that. We're almost we're almost at you know it, it's getting closer and closer to the fucking the day of judgment, man. It's like what seventeen games left in the season. Uh yeah, six, yeah seventeen, 17 or eighteen. So. Whew, I'm starting to sweat because they're still in sixth place, but I'm confident that they won't pull it out. Um, so that was really all we had for the most part. Uh, we'll kind of close it out with a returning segment here. We got our uh, our top lads and our hair dryers uh, for this quick little episode here today. So uh, I'll go first. Yeah, uh, go I don't first. Mind, I don't mind kicking things off. My top lad is Lewis Graben. Uh, you know, scored the lone goal in Nottingham Forest 1-0 no over Arsenal. Just Big, big goal for a club as historic as uh, as Forrest. I just think it's dope to see the, the little guys beat the big guys, and that was a crazy upset, and it was just big for the club in general. So that was cool. And uh, Arsenal fans, you know, I'm have been on Twitter all week, you know, talking about their great 30 minutes against Man City, so I'm happy something happened to shut them the fuck up. Um, my hair and, dryer then, and then you're going to turn around and back them, so... Nah, I'm not really backing Arsenal for this one. I just think there's something fishy going on over in Merseyside, man. There's less than like a quarter of a third of a percent chance to get 10 false positives all at once. So the reporter just happened to report 10 right before going into a, a game against Arsenal that they knew they weren't going to have uh, Salah and Mane for. They wanted a little extra rest. All right. Yep. Sure. Whatever. Rest doesn't uh, do shit. They're my hair dryer. Just something feels funny over there. I said what I said. <laughs> yeah, I'll let that one slide this time. That is the last time I'm going to let a uh, false positive thing affect me. Uh, I, uh, I'm i tired of it. I've heard it all day, and it's bullshit. But well, since, since you had that as your hair dryer, I'll move on. My top lad, Mohamed Kamara, the Sierra Leone uh, goalkeeper, their first time in AFCON since 96. This man put on an absolute show. Um he is the epitome of what every goalkeeper should be. Uh, fast, exciting, and ruthless. The man was a crackhead for 90 straight minutes and d- deservedly won the man of the match. Uh, if you haven't seen the highlights from that Sierra Leone uh, game, please do yourself a favor. Uh, and then my hairdryer, staying with AFCON, considering all of Liverpool's talent went there, um, the Tunisia-Mali game, the official blew the game dead twice. before twice. bro. Once in the 83rd, and then I, I think he let, like, three minutes go by thinking that was stoppage time and blew it dead at the end of the 85th minute or 87th minute, something like that. Like, how? The, the man looked a mess. It looked like he picked up a red T-shirt from Walmart and ironed on a piece of paper that said fifa official uh it was uh it was an absolute mess of a what game game. what what watch did he what was what clock was that dude fucking synced up to man how do you blow a game dead twice and be wrong i don't i don't know uh whoever the official watch sponsor is like i doubt it's rolex or like tag your like we need we need a time sponsor for uh for afcon for sure get this man a new watch they got fucking off-brand timexes is what it feels like over there it's that's insane absolutely i cannot believe that shit man uh i when i read that that happened i was just like how like in such a big tournament like that too man it just like you just hate to see it bro you just like you you'd hope that 
it's it was like an honest mistake too that's all i have to say you to, hope that that's like an honest mistake and it's not like any attempt at at anything fishy it uh, uh it looks sus for sure and yeah, tunisia uh, didn't even come back on the pitch they like the the um tournament organizers were like trying to get the teams back onto the pitch to finish the last like three minutes and stoppage time of the game. But like it, it just in shambles. You and people say soccer isn't entertaining. This shit is wild. Yeah. For real. Insane. Insane. But, um, I think that's all we had for this week. Josh, uh, will not be making anybody any money cause he's spending all of his, in and, Vegas, and yep. uh, we should we should have him back next week, um, and once we get back into a, a steady string of games um, and more transfer news, it should be a little bit more to talk about. But it was it was a pretty dull weekend. Um, yeah, the cup games make it tough, man. They do. Um, and you know, admittedly, we probably could be paying a bit more attention to Afcon. So try to do that for next week. I'm trying to follow Algeria through this thing. I'm rooting for Riyad Mahrez, so. I have three different clubs to root for. It's uh, uh just got Riyad. Yeah, I just got Riyad really. So let's see him do it again. We uh, victory like he did a couple years ago. <laughs> I I really hope like it, it in my heart of hearts. I really want uh, Egypt to win it, but I don't. I don't think that is a, a possibility. Uh, nah. I don't. Uh, I don't see. I, I don't re- I don't even know. I'm I'm just gonna watch the games for the shithousery, crazy goalkeepers no, and, and I, dumb I mean, officials. I, there's a lot of talent out of Africa too. There's a lot of really really good players from that continent. So I think we would be remiss to not give it a bit more of a light. And I think uh, just in general, everybody should be paying a little bit more attention to it. I don't think it gets the uh, the the rep it should. Yeah, because, I agree. because it's I, it's equal to to the euros it's equal to those big big time tournaments where you're playing yeah. for your country and it just doesn't get the respect it deserves yeah so i'm gonna i'm probably gonna make it a point to watch some afcon over the weekend here i got a nice four day weekend coming up because i get to start a new job here so i gave myself a couple of days of rest so let's uh let's use that to watch some afcon and come back next week with some fun african cup and nation reviews all right guys uh if you made it this far thank you very much Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like, you subscribe, you ding the notification bell, leave us a comment, let us know, you know, games you should be watching, give us your thoughts on some of my terrible, terrible, terrible opinions. Um, And if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, whatever, share the podcast, plug it into your car speakers on your way to work, plug it into your mom's speakers on your way to the grocery store with her, Uh, rate the podcast if you're listening to it on Spotify. Um, share it to your Instagram story. Just just tell the world about the main stand. Yes, do that thing. Like Hell that yeah. thing. Share that thing. We will Peace see out. y'all Bye. next week. Deuces. And that's the episode.